What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks show. You know what, John? You're right. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely, if not chilly, Kinston, North Carolina. It is Monday, October the 9th in the year of Lord 2023. Let me tell you, uh, before you go out this morning, make sure you've got a, a nice light jacket on. I'm sure you won't need it later on today, but uh, taking the puppy dog out this morning and uh, it chilly shorts was not a good idea at uh 5 30 this morning so uh uh if, if you listen to us on the three o'clock replay of course you're going what are you talking about hanks it's nice and warm a nice fall day out there now if, if, if you're listening live right now uh at uh what it's 701 and 35 seconds here you on uh monday october the 9th and uh, you definitely want to uh, put a little light jacket on uh spence you've not got outside yet to get on your way to the office or to your uh, to your shop, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna want a little light jacket out there, man. It's kind of chilly. Listen, this is episode 946 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Wow, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. So uh, very, very excited about that. Let me tell you what else I'm excited about. We've got a great show for you here today. And it's absolutely free. Doesn't cost you a dime. All you got to do is tune in and uh, turn your ears up and uh, listen and, and have fun. Because joining us in less than 20 minutes, he's our regular Monday guest. He's the dean of ENC Sports Talk hosts. He's also the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli over at 252 ESPN. Why, it's our good friend Mark Panicelli. We're going to chat with him about yesterday's NFL games. Uh, the final race of the round of 12 in the NASCAR championship race that got us down to the field of eight. Uh, the Major League Baseball player uh, playoffs. Heck, we might even slip in some ECU football talk. I mean, it has been, uh, it was a, a great weekend. No ECU football this weekend, but everything else we talked about there, it was crazy. Although, I may be on the verge of uh, quitting fantasy football. We might get into that today. All I'll say is I I thought I was going to go. I've got eight teams. I thought I was going to go 0-8. Goodness gracious, Linda. She said it's 39 degrees out there right now. That's why I was chilly out there. And uh, the puppy dog went out, did her business, and said, hey, let's get the hell back in the house. It's cold out here. Uh, I don't know where the cat was, though. The cat went out about 345 this morning. I hope he's not frozen to death somewhere. Uh, <laughs> how about that for some added stress here to uh, Linda Lou this morning? But I didn't see him. Hopefully, he, he probably ran in somebody else's garage or something like that, if I know that cat well enough. But anyway, uh, Mark Panicelli joining us here uh, in less than 20 minutes here on the show. Uh, it be the last time you get to hear from him for a couple of weeks. I'll be out of town next Monday. So uh, he won't be coming on here on next Monday's show. But uh, I think I'll be doing the home and home with him on Wednesday. But we'll find about that. Find out about that when we get him up here on the show with us in a little bit. Uh, it is Monday morning quarterback, too. And we're going to be joined by our only two Friday night winning coaches. Why, they were the same coaches that won last week. So back-to-back -back weeks, we've got uh, Green Central's Jay Wilson. He's going to be joining us about five minutes into the second hour. His Rams defeated Washington 30-20 to on senior night in Snow Hill on Friday. And then about 25 minutes or so into the second hour, maybe a little bit before that, about 20 minutes or so into the second hour, we're going to have a visit from Parrot Academy's Matt Beeman. <laughs> you talk about, uh, yeah, listen, uh, and I'm going to say this to Coach Beeman, but I, it's such a good line, I've got to use it twice. I've got to use it here in uh, the first hour. And then uh, I'll use it again when I introduce him in the second hour, too. But listen, we know Coach Beeman, is, uh, he's got an awesome son, man. He goes to Parrot Academy, helps out with all the stuff. A good kid, man. I mean, and Coach Beeman is just so, 
So awfully proud of him. Uh, pictures all over Facebook of him and his son. He's got another child on the way, too, uh, which I know he's just very, very excited about. But you know what? He's also uh, been a daddy to uh, a, a program that started over in Greenville about, what, four or five years ago. John Paul II. They need to name John Paul Beeman II. <laughs> Keith Spence, you liked that one, didn't you, dude? <coughs> Man, I tickled myself so much there, I got into a coughing fit. But, yeah, as uh, Matt Beeman and uh, Arendelle Parrot Academy, again, comes from behind in the final couple of minutes of the game. This time in Greenville, they defeat them 42. They defeat the Saints of John Paul II, 42 to 35. We're going to, when we break down these games here in a little bit, you're going to hear more about it. But, uh, yeah, uh, Paul, uh, John Paul Beeman. How do you like that since uh, uh, Coach Beeman is their daddy? Okay. Have I beat, have I already beat that joke into the ground? I guess I probably did. But, uh, man, <laughs> I got to tell you, we had a good time. Uh, we finished our game Friday night, and we're going to get into this in a little bit here, uh, the uh, Lenore County games. And we did North Lenore at home against East Duplin. Uh, not a very fun game. But, hey, it's football. It's, it's the fall. We had a good time. And uh, but what was really neat was uh, at the end of the game, uh, uh, was it Paul? No, uh, Keith had it up on his uh, phone. I guess there was a uh, a home feed, a Twitter feed from John Paul II. I mean, it, it, the good thing was we were able to watch the game in real time. That's about the only good thing I can say about it. Uh, and uh, it, Parrot Academy's down thirty-five to thirty. Couple minutes left in the game. They score a touchdown, make it 36-35, and then uh, 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 John Paul II is driving the ball down the field. And uh, we, like I said, we got to watch the end of it. And I'll give you all those details here in a little bit. But 42-35, congratulations to Matt Beeman and Parrot Academy. And again, that's our second-hour guest here on Monday Morning Quarterback, as we always do in our second hour during uh, high school football season. I can't believe, man, there's only like three games left. In the season, that just blows my mind, man. In the regular season, three games left here in the regular season, and then the state playoffs began, which is going to be, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to have any teams from our neck of the woods other uh, than Parrot Academy. Parrot's 5-2. and two. They're going to make it. Green Central, I think, is in really good shape. I think they're going to make it. But, I mean, it is looking right now like we're not going to have any uh, Lenore County public school teams in it. Uh, which is sad. I mean, it looks like uh, Kenston, North, North, South, North, going to finish in the uh, bottom of the East Central 2A. Uh, but, uh, hey, still plenty of time. Plenty of games left in the season. Three games left for uh, for North Lenore. Two games left for South Lenore and Kenston. And uh, maybe they can get stuff turned around here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, we'll get to high school, the rest of the high school football. Oh, there again, let me tell you, like I said, uh, Mark Panicelli joining us here. In about 10 minutes or so, uh, Green Central's Jay Wilson, Parrot Academy's Matt Beeman in our second hour. Hey, let me tell you about Lenore Community College. For 65 years, more than 65 years now, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, our good friend Richie Honeycutt, to uh, Dr. Rusty Hunt, to all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, just really do appreciate uh, them. They are, uh, all of them, Richie, Dr. Hunt, uh, Catherine Pearson, Jeannie Kennedy, uh, all the folks, Jessica Cruz. I mean, I can name everybody I know, though. Dr. Timothy Maddox, everybody over at uh, LCC. We really do appreciate them, and we appreciate their sponsorship of this little show that we call the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, let, let's uh, hit a couple things here before we look back at Friday night's football games. And uh, I listened to uh, doc, uh, Dr. Uh, Shelly Barnes, uh, Dr. Shelly Barnes, Shelly Barnes, David Barnes over at LCC. Let me know, or even Ricky Whaley, if you're listening right now, let me know what happened with uh, 
the volleyball over at Lenore Community College because uh, I saw it was on the schedule. It's not on there now, but LCC was supposed to be at home against Southwest Virginia on Friday and then at home against Cleveland on Saturday, and neither one of those games are showing up in the schedule. Uh, they're still showing nine and seven. So, uh, Ricky Whaley, my boy, let me know, man, uh, what happened over there. If they rescheduled the games, if they're uh, not going to play them, let's see. And let me look at the schedule. I don't see. Well, yeah, I don't see them uh, rescheduled other than on Thursday the 19th. They've got them playing uh, Southwest Virginia and Cleveland at Cleveland Community College. But like I said, it was on the schedule as of last week. So the last game they've played is against Richard Bland. They got swept in three there. And they are allegedly they're scheduled to play uh, Cape Fear uh, today at six o'clock over at LCC. But uh, just let me know uh, if some of my Lancer fans, or especially you, Rick, if uh, if they're playing tonight or what happened to the games over the weekend and all that. Pretty please, because we want it, we want people to know about what's going on with uh, LCC. Hey, uh, also, man, very excited about this. You know, back I guess back what in July, early August, we talked about Brad Fest. We had Allie Warnock. We had uh, Chris Moore on talking about it. They it's on it's uh, Saturday, October the twenty first, from uh, from two to nine p.m. at Pearson Park. Uh, the Wicked Chimmies, Dew Drops, Eight Track, uh, Mac and Juice Quartet are all going to be playing out there, and uh, we are going to have Allie Warnock and uh, Stacy Heath making his uh, Brian Hanks show debut tomorrow. Pretty excited about that. I, uh, put something on Facebook about it, just re- replying to uh, somebody else. Uh, I don't know if it was Allie. Somebody else had a comment up there, and so I put up there, and I was I, maybe it was Stacy, uh, who goes by Noah Peace on uh, on Facebook. And uh, man, very excited to have both of them. I mean, Allie coming back on for a second time, and then uh, Stacy Heath coming on for a first time. So pretty excited about them talking about Brad Fest. We're going to talk about downtown Kinston. And all kinds of great things. That is going to be in our second hour tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Richard Clark in our first hour. And then Allie Warnock and uh, and Stacey Heath joining us in our second hour. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, let's look at some high school football from Friday night. It was another bad night for Lenora County public school teams. But if you heard the game Friday night, Jimmy Smith, he Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, my Color analyst uh, basically said, and I agree with him, we, not that we're beating up on our local teams. We're really not. We're just trying to figure out what we can do to get our teams to the to a respectable level. And this is just this has been a bad year. I mean, I need to go back through and see when uh, all our teams were as bad as they are right now. We've got five combined wins between our three uh, Lenora County teams. North Lenora is one in six. South Lenore is one and seven, and Kinston is three and five right now, and that's that's unlike Kinston. It's even unlike uh, North Lenore. North Lenore's had uh, you know some good seasons. I mean, I know they had a bad season last year, but for uh, those three teams, let's see, that's six, eleven, eighteen, so five and eighteen record between our three Lenore County uh, public school teams, and. Not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but it's probably not going to get any better uh, this coming week, too, as uh, as Kenson plays Wallace Rose Hill, North and North at James Keenan, South and North at East Duplin. They've only uh, they've lost to East Duplin thirty consecutive games now, so uh, it looks like it might be another bad week here. And like I said uh, earlier, uh, I think it's going to be tough for any of our Lenore County teams to make it to the state playoffs, even if. Let's say Kinston uh, were to go. Uh, well, there there are only two games left. Well, let me get this straight here. Kinston's got, uh, like I said, Wallace Rose Hill this week, and they've got a week off. Then they they play North Lenore, so uh, very likely the, the best they can do probably is four and six, unless they were to beat Wallace Rose Hill. And you know what? Anything can happen any given Friday night. Uh, but it, it's almost looking like Kinston's going to have to win those last two games. I know I saw the high school OT uh, projections for 2A, and Kinston was one of the first five teams out. Uh, and if they lose to Wallace Rose Hill, that's not going to help either. That's going to knock them down even further. Although with Max Prep's rankings, playing in this tough conference, I think it's a, a good chance Kinston could make it. But, man, they, they really well, – they have, it's a must win. They absolutely have to beat North Lenore in the season regular season finale, and it would definitely, definitely hurt their – or help their cause – 
if they uh, beat the Bulldogs of Wallace Rose Hill this week. But let's look back at Friday night's games. Our Davis Wholesale Tire game of the week was uh, East Duplin at North Lenore. And uh, the Panthers are uh, as good as advertised, man. Uh, although, man, I I know you're going to see a score and see East Duplin 42, North Lenore 0, and be like, wow, they, they just rolled over them. Yeah, they beat them, but I'm telling you, it was – it sounds strange to say it's not as bad as the final score indicated. That's actually true. I mean, uh, Spence backed me up on this. Uh, uh, Coach Jimmy Smith backed back me up on this. It was uh, it was a lot closer than 42 to nothing. Uh, East Duplin's just good, man. They're a well-oiled machine. I like what Larry Dale said about them in our pregame show and here on uh, Friday's show, too. He was absolutely right when he said that uh, they are. They're they're just they're well trained. Here's what was crazy to me about uh, East Duplin and North Lenore. If you took their jerseys off and you had one team warming up on one side and the other team warming up on the other side, you would have thought. I mean, North Lenore was bigger. I mean, they their numbers are pretty comparable. I just uh, I don't know, man. I mean, East Duplin. <laughs> They're not impressive walking off the bus, I, I, I promise. But they are 7-0 and overall. They're 3-0 and in the East Central 2A. And uh, just, I might have lost for words, man. Battle Holly has just done such a great job with them. Larry Dell said the same thing about them, too. Just a well-coached, well-oiled machine. And uh, But, man, some definite positives from the North and North side. Uh, they Their offense stayed on the field. They forced a couple of turnovers. Uh, they, they look good. I mean, I thought, relatively speaking, and it's hard to say somebody looked good in a 42 to nothing loss, but I'm telling you, you could tell the difference. I'll say this, and everyone has said the same thing, too. Now, we hadn't seen uh, North and North since the very first game of the season when they played at Green Central. And this team that played Friday night was was better than the team that played Green Central in the first game of the season. You can tell the Larry Dale impact there. They didn't keep their They didn't have their heads down. They were positive throughout the game. And again, like I said, they, they sustain drives. Uh, I, good things are coming for this North Lenore team. And I listen, <laughs> I'm going to say it now I'm not calling it. I'm not picking it. I don't need my head, uh, on another, uh, poster in the Kinston locker room, but I'm telling you this, man, uh, North Lenore is going to give Kinston everything they can handle on, uh, the final game of the regular season. It is going to be a good game for the Jimmy Smith cup. I think that, uh, North and uh, is going to probably beat South and but you know what? South Nor won last year. We'll wait and see what happens with that. Not this week, but next week. And, uh, I'm telling you, man, that final game of the regular season, I think it comes down to North and versus Kinston for the, uh, Jimmy Smith cup for the County cup. I really think that's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, and I listen, for the first time since 2016, I think uh, North North's got a very, very good chance to win that game. Hey, don't forget about that game in the rain, what, in 2019, I think? I, I know it wasn't the uh, COVID year, but I think it was 2019. And uh, <laughs> North North went into the game, hadn't won a game that's You know what? I'm going to have to look this up just to, for my own uh, posterity here. Let's see here. North Lenore, yeah, I'm doing backup music here for you as we're going here. Uh, 2018, I said 2019, I'm sorry, 2018. Kinston went into that game, <coughs> I think they had only lost one game all year. North Lenore went into that game, they had lost, uh, or they were 0-8 at the time, or 0-7 at the time, and... Uh, Kinston escaped Wheat Swamp with a 20-19 to 19 victory that night in a game that should have just been an absolute positive blowout. And that's what happens when uh, Kinston and North North play each other. And can I tell you something? I think it's going to happen again this year, too. I, not that I, I – listen, I'm not making my prediction until the week of. I want to see how North North does against South North next week. Not this week, but next week. I want to see how Kinston does against Wallace Rose Hill. And then I'll make my official prediction. But I'm telling you, man, uh, that North North Kinston game is going to be a heck of a game this year. It really, really is. But uh, again, final score: East Duplin 42, North North zero. North North fell to one and six overall, zero and three in the conference. The defending two A uh, champs improved to seven and zero overall, three and zero. It was a fifteenth straight loss for North North to East Duplin, and they are now seven and twenty three 
all time against the Panthers of East Duplin. Uh, Kenston uh, lost to James Keenan, forty-nine to twenty-six, and uh, it sounds like the final score may have been a little closer than what the actual game was. Uh, James Keenan just dominated it from the very beginning, but Kenston did show signs of life there uh, later on in the game. But again, a forty-nine to twenty-six loss for uh, Kenston and James Keenan. The Vikings fall to three and five overall. They're one and three in the East Central Two A. Uh, the Tigers are now five and two overall. They're two and one in league play. And uh, the Vikings are still winless all time against James Keenan, 0 and 3. This is also the first three game losing streak for Kenston since 2016. They're going to try to avoid uh, their first four game losing streak when they play Wallace Rose Hill this Friday night. Here is the good news, though. Uh, listen, I am not going to give you a bunch of bad news. This is good news. Congratulations to the Vikings for this. They scored in their 50th straight game. Uh, continuing a record, that's a school record. It, it's all under Ryan Diesel Gieselman. It's the longest streak in program history and the second longest, the North and North 55-game uh, scoring streak from October 17, 2014 to October 25, 2019. That was under Calvin Sutton, Kim Brown, and Jim Collins. So, uh, hey, some good news, again, out of uh, Kinston on Friday night as they did score for the 50th straight game. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, South Lenore at home for homecoming. In fact, all three of the county schools had homecoming Friday night. Uh, but South Lenore lost 50 to nothing to Southwest Onslow. The Stallions are now four and four overall. They are three and one in league play. Uh, South Lenore is now one and seven overall. They're 0 and four in league play. The Blue Devils lose their seventh straight game against Southwest Onslow. They're now two and 12 all time against the Stallions. And that's a series that dates back to 1979. Parrot Academy, woo! They uh, rescued uh, Lenore County Friday night. They were the only Lenore County team that won out of our five teams, and they won in spectacular fashion, 42-35, to 35, another crazy, exciting game. They uh, were down 35-30, a couple minutes left in the game. They scored a touchdown, make it 36-35, don't get the two-point conversion. And uh, JP2 uh, goes down the field, attempts, a, uh, I guess, around a 50-yard field goal. Miss it, but it's returned for a touchdown. That's what provided the final score, 42-35. to 35. Congratulations to the Patriots. And again, you'll hear from Matt Beeman in our second hour. You'll also hear from Jay Wilson, whose Green Central Rams beat Washington 30-20 to 20 on senior night in Snow Hill. The Rams are now 4-4 four and four overall. They are 3-1 and one in league play. Uh, I think they pretty much punched their uh, ticket to the state playoffs with that win. Uh, I mean, they've still got two games left, and they need to do well in those games too, but uh, it looks like uh, Green Central may have uh, made it to the state playoffs with that game. We'll see, though. Pam Pack falls to 2-5 and five overall. They're 0-3 in the league. Green Central is now 5-6 and six all-time against Little Washington in a series that dates back to 1975. This was the shocking uh, score. Well, I guess the, the, a couple scores here were shocking to me, but this one, North Pitt defeated Aiden Grifton 36-30. to 30. Uh, Aiden Griffin lost her fourth straight game. They're now three and five overall. Zero and four took a big hit to their playoff chances on uh, Friday because I, I really thought they were going to beat North Pitt. They didn't, and again, uh, they're uh, they are now three and five overall. Zero and four in the league. The Panthers improved to four and three overall. They are one and two in league play. And then uh, Jones Senior man uh, lose to uh, Greg Clemens. He's already messaged me this morning. Congratulations, Coach Cle or Coach. Mr. Clemens for your East Carteret Mariners winning 51 to nothing over Jones Sr. And I just, I feel so bad for the Trojans. They're now 0-7, 0-2 in league play. The Mariners now 1-6, 1-1. Jones Sr. has been outscored 357-22 to this year. Just a, man, just a tough, tough year for uh, Jones Sr. Then on Saturday, we had a game here in the county as Bethel Christian Academy was at home against Lawrence Academy, Albemarle School. That game ended up in a 48-6 to win for uh, Lawrence Academy, Albemarle School, uh, who improves to 4-1 and overall. The Trojans are now 0-3. Uh, real quick, let's look at uh, the games that are going to be played this week. Our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. Uh, Kinston will be at home. Uh, the, as we have told you, they will be taking on Wallace Rose Hill, who is uh, – is has not lost in the conference yet. They've won four straight games, but they will be at Kenson High School, who's three and five overall, one and three. And again, that'll be our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. Uh, Coach Jimmy Smith and I taking the night off. You're going to hear Paul Whittington and Barry Stallings. Paul Whittington's going to be calling the game. 
Now, the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show begins at 5 o'clock. Uh, kickoff for the game is at 7 o'clock. And, again, Wallace Rose Hill at James Keenan. And uh, Keith Spence will be there. Uh, Jason Bryant will be there. But, I, like I said, I've got the night off. I'm going to be in Las Vegas watching you, too. So, <coughs> yes, I am not going to lie. I'm very, very excited about that. But, again, Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. Wallace Rose Hill at James Keenan right here on 960betonthebull.com. The other games on Friday night include uh, North Lenore, who is 1-6 overall. They're 0-3. They travel to James Keenan to take on the Tigers, who are 5-2 overall. They're 2-1 in the conference. South Lenore travels to East Duplin. South Lenore is 1-7 overall. They're 0-4 in the conference. East Duplin is 7-0 in the conference, or 7-0 overall. Oh, that's not a good good thing. Mark Panicelli, I need you to pick up there, buddy. Uh, But uh, South Lenore is at East Duplin. Uh, uh, South Lenore is 1-7 overall. They are 0-4 in uh, league play. Again, East Duplin is 7-0 overall. They're 3-0. East Duplin has beat South North 30 straight times 30 consecutive wins over south lenore uh we'll see if south lenore can get that turned around on friday night in beulahville bethel christian academy will be at home against lasker or uh, northeast academy who is from lasker uh bethel is zero and three overall uh northeast academy is three and four uh overalls uh so that game will be on friday night uh green central travels to west craven uh uh, the the pride of Mark Panicelli, uh, who is four and three overall. They're three and zero oh in the conference. Green Central is four and four overall. They are three and one in uh, Eastern Plains two a. Aiden Grifton coming off that just uh, that pretty bad loss on Friday night. They're three and five overall. Zero oh and four in the conference. They travel to Southwest Edgecombe, who is uh, five and two overall. Three and zero. Oh. Jones Senior is at home. Uh, they are zero oh and seven overall. Zero oh and two in the conference. The Impaired Academy is off. This Friday night, they're the only local team we have that is off Friday night. They don't return to play again until Friday, October the 20th, when uh, the Patriots host Wayne Christian uh, in, a, in a key game there. But uh, joining us right now on our uh, uh, Spence Automotive guest line, he is the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli on 252 ESPN. You can hear it every uh, Monday through Friday from 5 to 6 p.m., uh, on uh, 107.5 in Greenville, 107.5 in New Bern. It's our good friend, Mark Panicelli. How you doing this morning, dude? I am doing well. How about yourself, Brian? I am doing good. It's cold out there, man. Have you been outside yet? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I have not. Um, but if anybody knows me and listening, um, and I mean like knows me, knows me, not just like knows me, but knows me, knows me, will freak out when you realize I turned the heater on today. <laughs> what? I totally did. <laughs> I woke up and the thermostat, I feel like when the thermostat says 58 <laughs> and I'm freezing, I should probably cut the heater on. So you, uh, you I did. Should. Well, dude, it's, I don't know about uh, down in uh, Vanceboro, but here in lovely uh, Kinston was 39 this morning, dude. Yeah, it, it was something like that this way too. But uh, good, ooh, dude. How did we? Up, everybody. Yeah, but how did we go from, dude? Wasn't it like ninety? And I'm not even exaggerating. We were in the nineties two weeks ago, dude. <laughs> it was like ninety two, ninety three. In fact, I saw that what the Texas Oklahoma game this year. Uh, what what do they call it? The Red River Rivalry or whatever it is. It was ninety two yep. degrees there, ninety two, ninety three degrees there, and then all of a sudden it's winter. Are we not going to get a fall this year, dude? No, I think they're starting to remove the the spring and fall elements from the season. <laughs> Don't you feel like more and more it just becomes winter and then summer, or is this old people problems? Is just, but now nah, I'm with you. I, I think it, I think it's going to warm up, right? We're actually going to warm up for a little bit for the next couple of of days before another cool front moves in. So this is all just temporary, everybody. Ugh. And it's it feels pretty good. It feels pretty. Let's be honest. What, what would you rather have? The, <laughs> the, the chilly morning or the or the I'm sweating at 6.30 a.m.? <laughs> yeah, you are right about that, dude. It, uh, yeah, when you – or, you know, when I let the puppy dog out at 5.15 or 5.20 and that 
just blanket of heat hits you and you're already sweating at 515 you're right i guess i'd rather have the uh a little bit chillier but man i want some fall man i want to have some you know walking outside at 515 and it's you know 50 degrees not 39 degrees and dude there's a tangible difference between 50 degrees and 39 degrees wouldn't you agree yes i will say too though for every for all the dog lovers like myself and you brian uh, the good thing, too, is the cold weather <laughs> knocks out all that puppy dog lollygagging that they like to do when they do the bathroom, right? They're like, hey, man, it's cold out here. Let's go back in. <laughs> Dude, you t- that's exactly what I said. Uh, in fact, I, you know, when I do my little intro to the show and I was like, yeah, in a chilly Kinston, North Carolina, that's exactly what I said, Panicelli, was that Molly went outside, she did her business, and guess what? She was back in in like a minute and a half, dude. I mean, it was, it was oh, none yeah. of that, you know, hey, let's go sniff this. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I call it checking her pee mail, you know, when the dogs walk in front of the ah. house. Yep, and they, they, they leave pee messages for her. You know, she was che- she usually checks her pee mail. There was none of that this morning. It was, hey, let's, uh, let's do her business and let's get back inside and uh, cuddle up where it's nice and warm in here, you know? I never know what I'm going to walk into when I talk to you, I swear. <laughs> you got to admit, though, that's pretty cool, right? Checking her P-mail? That's, that's, that's very interesting, yes. Well, you know, dude, you know what I'm talking about. The other dogs uh, that hey, walk in I, front of them. Yeah. I, they do. Look, look I, you know, it's, it's a thing. It's, it's absolutely a thing. So. It is. Well, uh, I tell you what, dude, we had Brian North on here last Tuesday, and this news broke. After you joined us, and I just was hoping we could might maybe even get a couple more, a little bit of clarification about. I got to tell you, man, went to the county fair. Uh, North and I, you know, we emceed the cheerleading competition uh, last Tuesday. That's why he was on the show on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But, dude, he gave a, and I hate that we didn't get to broadcast uh, the Brian Hanks show on 252 ESPN last Tuesday because of Major League Baseball playoffs and all that. Because, dude, he took a 20 minute. I mean, he went 20 minutes talking about the Newburn situation. And then we get out to the county fair, dude, and that's all anybody wanted to talk to him about. I mean, everybody, you know, who listened to the show that morning, they wanted to know more details. And, dude, this is going to shock you, Panicelli. It's been, I mean, dude, we do the game Friday night at North Lenore, East Duplin, North Lenore. What does everybody want to talk about? What's going on over there in Newburn right now? And uh, I just wanted to. Just get your feelings on it, your thoughts on it, your uh, your analysis of it. This is not a joke. And I know you love Newburn. You guys are the official station of Newburn uh, football in eastern North Carolina. What in the world are going on with your Bears over there, dude? Mm. Well, it definitely. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Your first, when your first response is, hmm. <laughs> uh, look, it, it, it was a tumultuous week, to, uh, to say the least. Uh, so by the time you had Brian on last week, obviously the news broke and I did a show on Monday. And then as you mentioned, the baseball playoffs, which, uh, we do have some this week, but you're, you're going to get, uh, a little bit more of the afternoon programs this week. But anyway, so we'll get to that later. Uh, so I didn't even get to, to talk about it on my show after all the news had come down until, uh, Thursday, no, no, uh, yeah, Thursday. And so. Um, all of that being said, uh, I think there's a couple of things here. I think one is, uh, there still is maybe some things that are left to still be determined as far as what's going to happen with the games played earlier this year. And I'm sure, like I said, to rehash everything that, uh, I'm sure Brian did talk about with your listeners, um, the, there's a new head coach in Newburn now, uh, Coach Terrence Saxby. He took over uh, for Coach Tory now, and uh, who was the coach who uh, led the Bears to the state championship last year, which has now been uh, uh, rescinded. And that entire season of 2022 has been uh, forfeited, along with the ba- Newburn ha- having to pay uh, $38,000. In uh, payments back to the NCHSAA, which I think is going to be distributed to the playoff teams of last year, if I'm not if I'm correct about that. So, uh, anyways, uh, that being said, um, and again, it it became this firestorm of finger pointing and 
you know, there were people obviously upset about the uh, the timing of all of this stuff coming out. Why wasn't it addressed in the off season? Um, except there, there, and, and then again, as I mentioned, it was the accountability. There was finger pointing about the, whose responsibility the kids, the parents, the teachers, uh, the community, the the board of education, the superintendent, and there's. So there's been a, a war to some degree of like people depending on where you stood in an argument one way or the other. But look, being what it is, um, you know, it, it was tough. Uh, I think it was probably even tougher when you think about this year and um, and this particular group. And I think about, you know, those the kids that play, which again, they, they won Friday uh, against um, uh, Northside Jacksonville. And so it's been, like, I, I think it's been such a, a ridiculously difficult time for the current kids. And I mean, as I said, I think you mentioned that you and Brian talked about it for 20 minutes and people want to keep talking about it. And it's one of those conversations that goes on forever and ever and ever because it's just, there's so many things here. And you said clarification. And I think that's, Part of the issue here is there's just not a whole lot of of clarity in this situation as far as you know people were still just cloudy about what happened, what exactly happened, uh, why it happened, uh, why it went unchecked, and as I said, um, you know, for me personally, um, uh, obviously being close and covering the program for so long, it's it's obviously just, you know, you know, heartbreaking uh, to see that because no matter what happens, I think that there's uh, a ton of kids and coaches and parents and everybody who all did the right thing and are still going to have to suffer uh, for uh, the consequences and actions of the few. I think that's, uh, you know, a hard lesson to learn. And, and as I said, the other part of this has been the group that's there now, uh, new coach, uh, there are some familiar uh, folks on the staff and certainly players who have been part of the program. It was senior night. And you talk about the emotions of those seniors. Obviously, many of them were a part of that team uh, from the previous year um, that are now just having to try to refocus in spite of all of the outside noise uh, because they're still being allowed to play. Uh, they're under uh, of, of strict probation uh, as far as that goes. And but still something to play for and still an opportunity to, to, to make the playoff. Um, but that being said, I think a lot of people want it to sort of be put to bed and move forward, but it's one of those conversations that I think, unfortunately, the, it's not going to stop anytime soon. People are still questions to be asked, and I don't know if they'll be answered, but I think still there's a lot of people with questions. So it has definitely been – one of the more bizarre weeks in covering high school football in my entire uh, almost 20-year career. Well, and I know that uh, you're so invested. I mean, it's not you're not like us over here in Lenore County on Bet on the Bull where we do a different game every week. You know, I mean, one week we're at North Lenore, South Lenore, Kinston, Parrot, all that. I mean, you are dedicated. You are the, again, let's say it again, 252 ESPN, the official station of New Bern Bears uh, football. <sighs> A couple of unanswered questions from uh, last week that we just didn't know the answer to. And, in fact, even the news of the $38,000 you said that uh, needs that uh, Newburn High School is going to be returning uh, to the NCHSAA, that broke after uh, we had North on on Tuesday. Where does that money come from? That's my first question is $38,000. Does that come from the football funds? Does that come from Newburn High School? Are there certain donors that maybe can say, hey <laughs> – you know, uh, yeah, is, Mar- is, Mar- I, because, is Mark Panicelli going to write a thirty-eight thousand yeah. dollar check to help out Newburn High School? <laughs> but seriously, no, where does no. that money come from? Um, the and I don't know where it's going to come from now because I think you know as well as I do. So, if people are wondering where their money came from originally, this was money that the uh, what Newburn was able to take in during their championship run uh, to sort of let people know. Obviously, there's certain people that have to be paid, like officials and, and game day stuff, et cetera. But uh, it, the money is uh, split. Obviously, the visiting team gets uh, a share. So does the NCHSAA. 
uh, during the playoffs and uh, the home school. Uh, or, or, as I said, both schools will split some of the money. So that's where the $38,000 originally came from. Now, let me tell you, I don't know for sure, but I'm fairly certain that that money's already been spent. Uh, because, you know, people can, you know, especially in the school system, um, I'm thinking that that $38,000 is probably already committed somewhere by the time this punishment came. So now where does it come from at this point? And again, I have no idea. Uh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but that is obviously something that, uh, is, you know, is, is a part of it that, um, you know, that's, uh, the, the harsh reality of it all. And it's, and it's, um, you know, look, the, my, my, my bigger opinion is, look, I, I think that I love high school football. I do. And I, I've been, I've covered it for so many years. Um, but something that's always been said, uh, that I've heard, um, uh, coaches say, um, and I think this absolutely rings true. And, um, uh, we do, uh, even as especially adults get so invested in this and whether you're a fan, whether you're a broadcaster or a parent or a coach or, or whatever it is. And I'm not saying it's not important because it is because I, I still think sports is, is so incredible and it is a life lesson teacher, uh, of, of just gigantic proportion. Uh, but I think that when you get lost in it and, and uh, the problem is you never want your greatest moment uh, to be on a high school football field. Um, you know, and again, as I said, uh, and I don't Amen. think no, no matter what, yeah. no matter what you are as a coach, a parent, et cetera, et cetera, as I said it. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that after all of this, that the, the greater perspective is, these are great moments. They can be great memories. They can be a lot of amazing things. Um, but, you know, to put them into perspective, uh, you know, it is, it, it is still kids playing a kid's game. And uh, so um, that being said, uh, you know, I hope, hopefully, uh, you, know, I, you know, I was going to say congratulations to the Bears because I think that their coach, uh, Saxby, uh, Terrence Saxby, has really turned out to be the, probably the perfect coach for this. His demeanor and ability to handle this situation, I don't think you can – I mean, to walk into a situation that, let's be honest, I'm pretty sure no matter what he knew going in, <laughs> I don't think he thought that all, that all of this was going to come, uh, you know, t- crashing into him, uh, you know, unbeknownst him being from uh, coaching what Hereford County last year. Um, it has certainly been a whirlwind for him, but – he has kept it together and, and been able to take these kids and everything that's happened uh, in two weeks and have just blown away uh, two conference teams in these last two weeks despite all of the dark cloud hanging over them. Well, that, I tell you what, I had a question come in. And, and I don't want to be – the only thing is I'm telling you, dude, the reason I'm asking you about this, Mark, is because this is what people in Lenore County are talking about, okay? I mean, okay. Hey, that's it's crazy. It's crazy. <clears throat> but listen, a good question here from Greg Clements, who's listening right now, and he said, ask Mark why Terry Nowell went unpunished as a coach moving forward. And you know what? I think that's a pretty legit question. I mean, or did he know what was going on at the time? I mean, obviously, he left the situation. Uh, right. At the end. Look. <laughs> He yeah, got but, out while the getting was good. I guess we can say that. Uh, mm. I know that, uh, you know, one of the things that Mark told Mark that, uh, North told us was that, you know, the principal Jerry Simmons, by the way, the former president of the North Carolina high school athletic association board of directors, but Jerry Simmons, I guess uh, he either left or was let go last year. I know the guidance counselor there, but again, I thought this was a good question from Greg was that, uh, uh, why Terry now has gone unpunished or is there a chance that he could be punished? Uh, or is, is the case closed with the NCHSA? I guess I, I know I just asked you like rapid fire, nine questions in a row there, but your thoughts on <laughs> just address yeah. Terry now. Um, and again, I obviously know nothing. So, uh, I don't know to what degree Tory now knew or didn't know, but man, the optics of all of it seems. I mean, terrible looking. I mean, when you look at um, the fact that uh, he did have, I think that he and uh, it was uh, he, uh, the principal uh, and the guidance counselor that are all no longer with the program. 
uh, I, uh, the principal resigned, <clears throat> and that that was planned, if I'm not mistaken, um, before well, all this stuff exactly came out. The resignation. Yeah, because North said that he was close to retirement right. anyway. So when he was suspended, he was suspended with pay. Yeah. But those days that he was suspended with pay rolled over to make him able to retire. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. So so. Um, and again, I, I I know very little about the guidance counselor. Um, I've heard some hearsay kind of things, uh, obviously, but I'm not here to report Absolutely. hearsay stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I, I obviously look when Tory Nowell left, and he left literally a week before fall camp started, and some of this news had trickled out. Obviously, um, the the academics uh, uh, situation. Uh, had popped up, and so it definitely raised an eyebrow or, or, or two of people. And then now that all of the dominoes have fallen since then, certainly now you look back and now it seems like a big, giant red flag. And so I don't know what uh, is to be made of it. Now, I have, and again, heard that potentially um, that there may be some looking into it. But again, it's so uh, as far as co- coach now, but again, I don't really know if I can report that that's actually factual or not. Um, but again, whether or not he did uh, or, or he was or wasn't involved, knew or didn't know, I don't personally know. But I, but it's hard to look at the situation. Um, and anybody that says, and again, I know. We are supposed to live in a society where you're innocent until proven guilty. But let's be honest, oftentimes in situations when we have, you know, so many things that appear to be, you know, evidence in front of us, uh, in this situation, it's hard to look upon it in that light. I think a lot of people, instead of going, well, we don't, we don't have any reason to believe Coach Nell did. I think a lot of people are like, hey, man, that dude skipped down really quick. I find that really fishy. Uh, so I think that's a lot of people's reaction, and I think it's understandably so. But, uh, uh, again, as far as, you know, what could happen with him going forward, I, I don't know. I'm not sure anything huh. could happen. So. Well, let me ask you this, and, again, that voice you listen to, you know it very well. It's Mark Panicelli, the dean of ENC Sports Talk host uh, here on the Brian Hank Show this morning. Yes, we're spending a lot of time on Nor- Newburn, but, again, it's the what everybody around here is talking about. I'm sure it's the same way down in Craven County. But uh, I gotta ask you when when you guys were in the moment when you were driving on the way to a state championship, were there any undercurrents at that time? Because I mean, I gotta tell you, I've been around programs before that. Uh, it's specifically, I was around the North Gaston program in uh, in uh, Dallas, North Carolina. Oh, 1997, and they had a couple of things. They were having their best football season they'd ever had. And uh, if you might even remember this, dude. Uh, like I said, it was 97, 98. So I think, I think it was 98. Anyway, long story short, the whole playoffs were put off a whole week because of a lawsuit from North Gaston for the same thing. They used ineligible players. And then the 3A, everybody else, 1A, 2A, 4A, started their first round of the playoffs. But a lawsuit uh, uh, delayed the start of the 3A playoffs because of North Gaston High School. But it, what it, my question to you is, even in the moment, though, there were little rumblings going around that, hey, you know, they'd had a couple of transfers from Ashbrook High School, from Hunter Huss, from a couple, you know, and it just, the coach that was there at the time, and nobody around here knows, watch, he's probably moved to Kinston, and now I'm going to get in trouble for this, but uh, uh, was just kind of shady, dude. He was a, kind of a shady guy. He, it was only his second year there. North Gaston was one of those programs, I think it had two winning seasons in the previous 20 years, and then all of a sudden they're 8-0 with this new influx of players from all over the county, and it turned out that it was illegal. We we thought about it. We talked about it. We I, Heck, I was a prep sports editor of the Gaston Gazette at the time. I even wrote a column uh, referencing it. Were there any – I guess I say all that to ask you this, Mark. Were there any of those rumblings last year with uh, North uh, with uh, Newburn just uh, – you know, on their way to a state championship, was there, did, did you guys have in the moment, did you know anything was going on? I guess is my question. Uh, you know, and look, uh, you know, I, 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 if there was, I wasn't aware of them. And I don't think anybody, I mean, as far as the people I was working around or talking to and coach now, um, actually, uh, during home games would, uh, 
uh, at the end of the game would come up into the press box and do an interview with uh, uh, with us, and um, you know, for the most part, made himself very available. I mean, I, I mean, look, I hate to say as if and be all Alicia Silverstone here, but I'm clueless. Uh, oh, I was clueless. I had no idea. So when all of it happened, I was, you know, I was kind of taken aback. I mean, as far as stuff happening, um, and I've I've said this during the many conversations I've had. I think we're all pretty much, I think you would be a little foolish not to think that there are situations probably in every school somewhere where some rules are kind of being bent a little bit to try to help someone uh, potentially uh, who might be in a tough situation, uh, trying to get them academically eligible because maybe sports is what will get them in school and keep them in school. Um, And I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I know a lot of times there are rogue situations, um, but as far as, you know, in this situation where, uh, you know, there were, you know, I think there were, what's ended up to be, I think, three players or something. I mean, I obviously had no idea. And I mean, the story goes somewhere between grade fixing and, and massive attendance failures uh, as far as the accountability for these kids. And so, um, but, but as I said, I, I had no idea. And I think if, if it was like you were saying, I think some things would have been probably, uh, you know, talked about, but, um, you know, again, uh, obviously, you know, wasn't close in the situation. I don't work for New Bern, uh, or spend, you know, or, or spend, you know, like my, my time was certainly, you know, about what you would suspect a media person to be as far as a few minutes with the coach every now and then. You know, maybe visit a practice once in a while, those kind of things, going to games, but not obviously involved in the day-to-day uh, minutia of uh, what goes on. But, uh, you know, I, and, and look, as I said, uh, sometimes things go on under our nose, and it's, it may have been painfully obvious to a lot of people, but I just obviously wasn't close enough to the situation that I thought anything was going on. But uh but, but like I said, it's really heartbreaking. And as I said, the real, the real, um, you know, there's a bunch of upset adults, um, but it's the kids who were, have been failed here. Um, yeah. you know, so that's, that's, like I said, it's, that's the part that's hopefully going to get fixed and, and corrected and, uh, um, and, and, and the ship righted, as they say, in Greenville oftentimes. Well, that being said, uh, well, that's where we're going to segue next. I like that. Uh, and again, thank you. And I know it's it's got to be a degree of uncomfortability. Uh, is that a word? It's got to make you a little uncomfortable because again, this has been the program that you guys have covered. It's not. I'm not putting blame on you, Mark. It's not Mark. It's not your fault. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. But uh, I just I feel bad for you. And like you said, ultimately, forget the adults that are in this it's the kids that are impacted the most, you know I mean? It's yeah. the kids that are probably having to walk the halls that are hearing, you know, people talk junk or, you know, especially when they get to, you know, if they're in downtown Newburn, wherever, wherever it is that the kids hang out these days. And, you know, they're probably hearing junk from the have lot kids <laughs> and from the, you know, the, you know, those Vanceboro kids, they can be mean. I hear, is that true? No, we're nice church going kids over here uh, in Vanceboro. No, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. That was good, man. I needed that laugh. Okay. Uh, enough of that, man. We, hey, we've only spent, uh, let's see, uh, 27 minutes on this, okay? But it is what it is. And uh, like I said, that's what everybody around here is talking about. So uh, I know. Look, you can't run from the gorilla in the room, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the 800-pound elephant, whatever you want to say. I mean, it's there. And, uh, you know, so it's okay. Like I said, I, as I, as, uh, many people last week, again, towards the end of it, a lot of people wanted to move past it and, and it's understandable for a lot of people that do want to move past it. And I, I, I do get that, but you know, it's like, well, yeah, good luck. When you open a box like that, it's hard to put all the confetti back in or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, it's like toothpaste, you know, once you squeeze the toothpaste yeah. out of the container, it's, I gotta tell you, I don't know if you've ever tried to put toothpaste back in a toothpaste. I've container. Never. I've well, never. I, I, I was really poor once upon a time. And I remember squirt, squirting out too much toothpaste one time by accident and trying to put right now. 
and I just wipe it off with the toilet <laughs> or, the, or, the, or whatever and just you know, get rid of it. <coughs> well, it's okay. It's really hard to try to get it back in there anyway. Okay, hey, listen, <laughs> I will just wrap this by saying this. Everybody, and I'm telling you, dude, it's not an exaggeration to tell you, 30 people last week between being at the fair, being out and about, were would ask me what in the world is going on over at Newburn. And, dude, my, my you know, I'd try to give a 30-second answer, and then I'd say, listen, I, Brian North did it better than I did. Go back and listen to our Tuesday show. And, dude, by the way, it has just been one of our most listened to shows because everybody's been going back and listening to it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them the same deal now when I'm out and about this week. And they're going to be like, hey, have you heard anything about Newburn? I'm going to say, listen, Mark Panicelli was on. Listen to him. Uh, listen to Monday's show. So uh, thank you, dude. I do appreciate uh, all that explanation. I'm sorry we spent so much time on it. ECU, ECU, SMU. Dude, uh, Thursday night, it is, uh, I saw that Danny Rice invited you to his, uh, 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 to his tailgate and you have been to a Danny Rice tailgate before, you know, the awesome food and beverages and well, Mm -hmm. you won't be able to partake in beverages because you know, you're going to be working. You are working the game, right? Right. Thursday night. Uh, if if I'm there, I'm working it. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. So, uh, but, uh, dude, I I don't care what they're serving up in the media food, dude. I I'm telling you. You got Danny Rice is the king of tailgates from Kinston. I'm sure there, you know, there are Greenville people that try to make that claim, but I can tell you, Kinston-based tailgaters, nobody beats Danny Rice, man. So if you before we even get into nuts and bolts of the game, dude, before you walk into that stadium, you better stop by and uh, enjoy some. Uh, enjoy some. Uh, I think they're cooking a pig out there, dude. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so I uh, grab you some skin. Grab you some uh, some barbecue, man. It's going to be a good time on Thursday night, and it it does feel like it's been forever since uh, since we've seen uh, our pirates on the field. And uh, again, That's good. Uh, it kind of is. I think it's going to be a tough <laughs> game. Thir- I think it's going to be a tough game Thursday night, and especially when you saw that uh, what Rice, who was uh, oh, you know, who. Long story short, hey, we're playing SMU on Friday. Or, I mean, on Thursday. Good God, Brian, get it yeah. together. I, I'm sorry. I, I was, P, quit texting me, people. People are texting me, and you know I've got an attention span of a, you know, a, <laughs> of an earthworm. So uh, <laughs> it's bad. No more questions about Newburn. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. In fact, yeah, that's what it was. That's what that's what it was. Anyway, uh, so I'm looking away from my computer screen. Yes, see, now I'm, I'm firmly, I'm just like, oh, wait a minute, there's a bird outside. Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah exactly square and a squirrel uh ecu smu your initial thoughts going in uh to thursday night's game Mm. (laughs) um another dude that's the second time you started to answer a question with (laughs) look at look at it um i'm i am i'm hopeful that because it's a thursday night national tv game that ECU can come out and uh, and be fired up. I mean, look, the SMU, the, the SMU game, we, we've circled and said this is going to be, you know, one of the better teams in the conference. This is going to be one of those. And look, uh, this has been a terrible start to the year. And there's not a whole lot of um, optimism right now in Pirate Nation, except for Danny Rice. Danny Rice holds the torch of optimism <laughs> yes, for does. Pirate Nation. And... I don't know. Maybe Danny can speak to the team or something. Like in all seriousness, I hope to me that and to me to me the offense could inspire the defense. I, I, I you know, you, you watch teams, and I think this is. Um, can I tie this with the Panthers, and then Please. that way we can kill two birds with the same stone? Please. It's like because I, I think the Panthers' defense is is a, a little bit better than the offense. But when the offense plays so poorly, I think it sort of makes the, the defense go, you know, why, why are we even, you know, it's like it's hard when we're trying to keep us in this game and you're not doing anything to help us. And, and that's the way I think the ECU offense is like, if they could come out and, and have some, and listen, not with field goals, okay? This, when you, when you, and you drive it in and field goals are not, you're not going to win a game against SMU, and you don't win a lot of games in the NFL, Panthers. We're tying this both together. And and you certainly aren't going to do it by dinking and dunking and punting uh, after maybe a, a first down or two. So both of these teams, the Panthers 
and the Pirates offensively just could use some sort of inspiration, some sort of explosion. I don't know how you do it with ECU or with, with the Carolina Panthers because I think some of it is a personnel issue. Um, they just don't have a game breaker, uh, a, a sort of player that can just either get the ball in their hands and, and create themselves or be so creative that it keeps the defense in check. Um, quite honestly, both offenses are playing so boringly enough that most defenses can just play them in standard accountability and, and get them off the field. So both, so just go back to ECU and focus solely on that. I really hope ECU can come out offensively and do something because I think, unfortunately, if they don't, the defense is going to get worn out as it, as it feels like it has. Don't you feel like the defense keeps them close? Maybe even the offense makes some plays, but once the offense stalls a little bit, it, the defense sort of loses its, uh, its grasp, and that's where teams have been able to sort of win out and almost pull away late in games. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, like I said, my optimism isn't at its all-time high right now, and gosh knows how we're all going to feel Friday morning if it's an embarrassing display on Thursday. Uh, dude, I couldn't put it any better myself, and I love – dude, very good comparison comparing uh, ECU's offense to the Panthers' offense because, I mean, it has to be asked. And I know any given Sunday we've seen what can happen in the NFL, but it's being asked is, uh, is uh, are the Panthers going to win a game this year? They'll probably beat the Dolphins this week, knowing my luck. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. So talk about two offenses in stark comparison, right? How how exciting it is to watch Miami play offense versus the Panthers uh, this week. Uh, so, but but the NFL is is a crazy little thing. You never know. Well, you brought it up. You I've got to know. ask, and I'm a fantasy guy, by the way, dude. Looks like I'm going to either be one at best. I'm going to be one in seven this week in my eight fantasy teams, oh. and I have the possibility of going zero and eight this week. And I, dude, I'm just sick to my stomach. Just fantasy is kicking my butt. But dude, I've got to ask, and it's a Miami Dolphin player, man. Where I hadn't even heard of Devin a chain. How do you say it? a chain? A chan? How do you say his name? Where in the world did Devon he come from, dude? He, at Texas A and M, uh, he an incredibly fast. Obviously, he ran the fastest forty uh, at the combine, and he's been, I mean, just unbelievable. Uh, I, that's what I, you know, and again, I didn't, I, I remember seeing little pieces of him in the Texas A&M games I watched, nothing that really stood out to me. Um, I did read about his speed when the Dolphins drafted him. Uh, and then, you know, when the Jonathan Taylor situation popped up and the Dolphins became a rumor, I thought, why aren't we going after Jonathan Taylor? And uh, everybody, all the coaches were saying, we love this A-chan kid. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then he finally gets on the field, and uh, he's just been unbelievable. So, Dude, um, okay, it's now, the speed I, that that blows me away. I'll uh, give you so. that, but this is okay. It's time. It's time. We're friends, right? Aren't we friends? We are. Okay. Yes. You didn't play any fantasy leagues this year. I remember you telling me that. Is that correct? Zero. Why Zero. the hell didn't you tell me about this guy and say, hey? Hank, so, you know what, listen, the Dolphins, we got this guy, you know, fastest guy. The Dolphins really like him. You, you ought to take, you ought to put in a waiver wire. <laughs> I should paper. have. And you I did. Because I, I gave that advice. <sighs> I gave that advice to my girlfriend. She picked him up, and he's <laughs> really well for her. So. Dude, by the way, uh, in my eight leagues, I played him in four freaking leagues this week, dude. I mean, I'm just in, and all I think is, you know, I've got a friend named Mark Panicelli, who is a true blue, true Dolphins fan who, you know, could have, could have said, Hey buddy, uh, Hey, you heard of this guy's A C H A N E. You might want to pick him up, but no, no, you didn't. So, uh, that, that's going to strain our relationship. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Okay. Hey, how about if I do this? Tell I know how big of a week this is. You ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Light of hand and twist of fate. <laughs> On a bit of nail, she makes me wait. <laughs> I love it. And I'm waiting without you. Dude, All right, Brian. Awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, and we've already told you know, we've said it in our birthday game several times. People know that, you know, we're going to be gone and 
all that. But, uh, dude, that's what I did last night when I was messaging you last night about this morning, dude. I was watching the 1993 Zoo TV live from Sydney feed, man, and it was awesome, man, because uh, we're playing a lot of those same songs this week. So, uh, hey, I appreciate it. Dude, we didn't get to talk about NASCAR, and we're out. Dude, we're five minutes into the second hour already. Oh, uh, uh, Okay. No, you know what? Because it would be too long. We didn't, uh, dude. We didn't talk about MLB playoffs. We, you know, Scott and I were in uh, Baltimore. Yeah, you went there, Saturday. and then, uh, the Orioles are going to get eliminated if they don't do something quick. Yeah, so, against, uh, against the Texas <laughs> Rangers, who I would never yeah. have picked that either. But anyway, listen, Panicelli. I know you're probably sitting there going, "Why in the hell did Hanks talk to me for 30 minutes about Newburn?" But it's because that's been the big topic of conversation over in our neck of the woods, too, dude. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hey, are we doing home and home on Wednesday? Um, uh, let me let me double check. I think we've got day baseball, but it's okay, Brian. <laughs> I needed a, you know, I needed this. You know, it's the perfect perfect beginning for my colonoscopy appointment earlier. Oh! Uh, or later this morning. No, I'm just joking. I don't really have one, but thank you. It's been a pleasure. I love being on your show. You're the best, man. Happy Monday to you, man. Happy Monday. We'll talk to you soon, sir. (laughs) There you go. That's Mark Panicelli, 252 ESPN. Coming up in just a few moments, Jay Wilson from Green Central, Matt Beeman on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by LCC.